Welcome to the Did You Know podcast, where the focus is on rare diseases, how modern medicine is treating these conditions, including the latest breakthroughs in research, and how people cope with their diagnosis and healing. Your host is Dana Morrow, known for her video series on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook called Did You Know Ataxia Facts? 300 videos have been produced and seen in 17 countries to date. And now, your host, Dana Morrow. Hi, No Ataxia Nation. I'm here at the 62nd Annual Ataxia Conference, and it's in Las Vegas. And I have a very special guest with me today, Kyle Bryant. I'm so excited that he's agreed to join the podcast again this year. Welcome, Thank Kyle. You. Yeah, absolutely. Glad <laughs> to be here, and I'm I'm so glad that to see you guys are still doing this and <laughs> trucking along and, and strong and... You know, we've got a listener base and stuff like that, so yeah. it's really great. We wanted people to have an opportunity to hear from you, especially, you know, in lieu of all the stuff you've been working on. Yeah, so you yeah. had a movie come out. Yeah, that came out in 2015. Yep. So, yeah, the attacks, and that was about that. The movie is about um, our team's participation in Race Across America, the world's toughest bike race. So, yeah, uh, which was quite a bike race. Yeah. And now, most recently, you have released a book, and the book is mm -hmm. called Shifting Into High Gear. Yeah. I want to congratulate you on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're yeah, it's, it's been, it was a. It's quite a process to get it done, and there were so many times when I d didn't think it was going to get done, and um, and it, it, you know it's here, and to have it like in print. you know in print, yeah, in your hands, like whoa, what yeah. just happened? What just happened? Right? It's <laughs> really, really something to have that happen, and I'm just wondering, like, so you sit, uh, <laughs> John's moving me all around. You sit and think to yourself, I want to write a book. Is, like, how does that happen? Like, how did you come up with the idea to write a book and what it would be about? Well, I mean, I think I've, I had the notion for a long time and I just didn't know what to do with it. Um, you know, and so I, so I, was, I just started talking to people and my uncle had a friend who was a writing coach and she helped me out a little bit and um, she introduced me to some people and I got, so I was working on it for a long time, for like okay. years. And I remember one day I sat down, I was at Barnes & Noble, and I, I worked on the book for four hours. Wow. And at the end of that four hours, I was like, I have no idea if I'm any closer to my, <laughs> my, my goal after these four hours and I was like if I sat here for another 16 hours I don't know if I'd be any closer <laughs> so I decided that I needed to uh, work, with a, work with a writer somebody who'd actually done a book before Okay. and it was a really amazing experience I, I started working with a man named Alex Schnitzler he's an incredibly talented writer and we had a lot of sort of shared ideals and um, and we got along really well. We get along really well still to this day. And um, so he lives in, in uh, California and I live on the East Coast. 
And so we would do a lot over the phone, and then like we would do like two or three months of interviews over the phone, like twice a week or whatever it was. And then he would like you would write a whole chapter, and then I would sit there and read it, and I'd be like crying, like <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't believe that he understood exactly what I was trying to say, and he put it into the right words. And I, you know, I hope they're words that other people can relate to as well. So. Well, I will tell you, I did read the book. So for those of you in our audience, if you haven't read the book yet, it's a fabulous read. And one of the things I will tell you is that I cried. Yeah. And <laughs> I also think that it was so beautifully done because there are so many moments where you describe something and it's exactly what I'm feeling. Or mm -hmm. I would read something to John and I would say, listen to this. And he would say, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. So I think that people would probably agree that have read the book that it really makes that connection to them about giving them a voice. This is how I feel about yeah. some of this stuff. Yeah, and that's what I hope. I mean, I think that that's what we're all here for when we all get together is to share our stories and realize that we have one voice, you know, and that um, there's so many similarities in our stories. Um, and that's why we come all together, you know, when you talk to somebody with ataxia or with another caregiver, um, you realize how incredibly powerful that is. It's like, oh my gosh. I didn't realize that anyone else understood exactly what I was thinking, exactly what I was feeling, but when you make that connection, it's really powerful. And, it, and it's empowering, too, because it gives you a drive to say, this is bigger than me, and I want to somehow impact this and talk to more people about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, especially with a rare disease like ataxia or FA, um, I think you feel really alone. And you end up being like, like in the beginning, obviously it's not logical, but you feel like, oh my gosh, this is my fault. Because I feel like we have that need to always figure out who's to blame in every situation, right? But obviously there are some things like a rare disease that no one's, it's no one's fault. But you still have that urge to figure out whose fault it is, and oftentimes you're like, the conclusion is, oh, it's my fault. Right. And then I, I feel like when you meet somebody else with, with the, the similar condition, um, you know, that becomes, oh my gosh, it's not my fault anymore. And it's such a relief. Like, this is just the thing that happens, and no one needs to feel sorry, but let's figure out how to make it better. Right. You know? I would agree. So. And I think, too, the other thing is um, that I got out of reading the book was to see the process that you went through to come to some sort of an acceptance about yeah. this, right? Because yeah. I think when you meet people, you meet them and they're at a certain point in their life uh, or, and they're at a certain point in their journey. Right. And you just think that that's how they always were. Right. right. Yeah. So you don't realize that there is a process that's involved and yeah. that you go through many different emotions to come to grips or to have a better understanding or more of an acceptance of this. And that really spoke 
loudly to me when I read your book. Oh, is I'm that so whole glad. process that you went through? That's very validating because you know you write this. They took me forever, three years, really concentrated. Um, you know, when you put all this work into it, and then to hear something like that, you know, it's really validating. But, um, but yeah, I think that you know, hopefully, you know, lots of people can get a lot out of the book, and that's yeah. that's really what I want. So I, I think also another thing that I took away was an education about Friedrich's ataxia and how it impacts someone and what causes it. Um, I didn't realize that it's due to the the lack of frataxin in the gene which mm -hmm. in the mitochondria so mm -hmm. that there's an it's an energy disease uh, mm -hmm. uh, and having you describe that in the book made it a lot more easy to understand yeah. it gave it like Good. some weight to, yeah. to be able to understand that and um, yeah. it's relatable to the other forms of ataxia as right. well because a lot of people struggle with the exhaustion or being tired. Yeah, well, and I think it's an important aspect to like understand that, to understand the cause of the disease. Like, why do I feel so tired? Well, you know what? There's a very logical reason right. for that because of, you know, the mitochondria and all this stuff. And so all of a sudden it makes sense. Like, I feel like that's half the battle, like making sense of it. Obviously, you know, the, the next step is to try to, to work to fix it. But um, I think a big step for, for a person personally is to really understand the disease and understand what's going on in your own body. I think that builds confidence and it builds the ability to... Oops. Whoops. <laughs> I'm breaking things <laughs> that's here. That's okay. <laughs> It builds the we have ability. A good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. John will edit that out, maybe, or, may, or maybe you won't. I don't know. Or maybe you won't. He'll, but, he'll use it to bust you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what was I saying? No, oh, about understanding the. Yeah, disease. yeah. So I think it, it, you know, it builds confidence and also contributes to the ability to take the next step and figure out how to conquer it yeah. and you know um well, to be able to play the piece where, you know a lot of the book there's a whole chapter on the relationship between the the scientist and the patient yes you know and to be able to insert yourself in there you have to have a certain amount of knowledge of the disease yeah and um, and so you know to take the next step of being a piece of the solution, I think it requires that you are educated on you know what the disease is and how it affects your body. No, I agree with you. And finding sources where you can get that information so that you can understand it. You Absolutely. Know? Um, yeah. But I think too, it it's the fear of the unknown gets removed once you understand totally. it. Totally. And then you now have something you can act on totally yeah i know in the book i have a metaphor in there that it's like it's like a boxing match with the lights turned off mm -hmm. before you know before i was specifically referring to diagnosis in in the book but also it applies to just knowing more about the disease when you're in the dark you don't know where to land your punches. You have no idea where your punching is. But once the lights are switched on, 
then you can see your opponent, you can figure out where to land punches, and you can start to figure out how to move forward. And I think learning more about your situation is, you know, it's like flipping the lights on. Yep, I would agree with you. Um, something else that stuck out to me from the book was relationships and how it changes relationships and grows and develops those relationships. And like the interaction with your mother and your grandmother, the way your grandmother yeah. says, he can have my genes. I, you know, I've right, used them, right. he can now have my genes. Yeah. Um, your dad, you and your dad and that relationship and how it evolved. Right. And I just thought that that is so, um, it's so realistic. It's what everybody goes through because right. every person that's in the family is going to deal with this in a different way. And yeah. how do you all come together, even though you're dealing with this in a different yeah. way? You know, and I think it's easy to run the other direction when something like right. this happens and to bury your head in the sand and be like, "Just I just hope it goes away. Um, and that's a perfectly natural reaction, I think. And there's, I, I, you know, I, I don't blame anyone. And obviously I had that reaction at some point too, right? Yeah. But I, ha I found that when I r go towards my fears and I learn about them, then I can learn how to conquer them. And I think that it applies to family as well, you know, because I knew about my disease, I was I could start building confidence in myself. And then I could use that to start building the relationships with my my family, continue building instead of the opposite, right? Right. If I feel like if I would have run the other direction, it would have meant the opposite for those relationships. They would have fallen apart, you know? Yeah. And um, I think the fact that I have so much support from an incredibly loving family to, to you know, to go towards the fears and figure them out and figure out how we all get through it together, I think that's the most important thing. It is. And I think with your dad, you making him go on that ride, you know, your mother saying, he's Kyle is not going on this ride alone. You are going with him. And I think that that was the best thing that ever happened to your dad because oh my God. he saw it in a whole different way and when you would stop along your ride and meet different people and the researchers and everybody that you encountered it was just information he needed to come to grips I think with this whole totally. thing. Totally and he is such a personable person but he his personality his disposition is not to go first like his first thought is like like I say in the book all the line needs to get mowed yeah, you exactly. know what I mean but that was a great line <laughs> once once he gets in those situations he's he's an incredible person and so uh, you know I think this trip really um, really took him out of his shell and one of the most one one of the the Man, I get I get choked up just thinking about oh. it. But you know, what, the, you'll remember a part in the book where we're in New Orleans. We're walking through New Orleans. My my dad's got his arm around. Excuse me. You know what? I'm uh, going to make me cry again because I cried at this part. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but my dad, my dad says, and I wasn't even sure. 
how he felt about the trip and yep. um you know if he even wanted to do it or whatever and then you know we're 2,000 miles into this trip and and out of the blue we're walking through downtown New Orleans at night and he goes Kyle thanks for thanks for inviting me on your ride yep. <laughs> yep. and and so that I don't know that was just huge like and it took a 2,000-mile bike ride to create that moment, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about, and that's the exact moment. So, And I think that that's not um, isolated to your family. I think it's right. all the families, I agree. right? Yeah. So everybody has a different way of coping with it, and sometimes it takes some big thing to bring everybody together and to just shine a light. A little yeah. differently for some people, yeah. yeah. So I, I did get that sense, sense of strength from your family that they're very behind you. And uh, I mean, the fact that your mother drove the RV and like set up camp and like cooked for everybody, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a strong woman. Like, and well, and you know, there were parts in the book where I, I gave her crap. You know, I was yes. an immature little kid and um you know she's she just takes it and is like whatever dude you know <laughs> yeah and, it was great and i think writing the book allowed me to reflect on all those moments and see them for what they really are yep um you know maybe maybe in 10 years there'll be something different in my right. mind right but but you know i i feel like oftentimes in life we don't really take the time to like sit down analyze things and be like oh my gosh like i was a jerk here and part of it might have been because of fa yep and because i was really struggling with how to deal with this in my life um and so you know a lot of it was i you know i saw the interviews with my writer as therapy sessions yes. you know I'm trying to figure out what the heck all this means and right. how we're going to move forward so. yeah you're you're fortunate yeah. for that because it did allow you to that and also you've now captured forever yeah that that those moments actually yeah, yeah no that's the thing that i think i love the most it's like it was such a struggle to try and get those things down and now it's done like we you know we yes. worked so hard to get it just perfect put all the words in the right place yep and now they're they're done yeah. and they're, they're out there forever yep so, i think it's yeah. fabulous thank you what would you say is there any message that you want to give to the people listening into the podcast about you know that that you want to deliver through the through your book or just yeah buy it buy the book buy the book yeah that's the, the number one message no no i think the number one message of the book so i'll say two things um and we talked about it before is that you got you got to go towards your fears and you got to figure those things out it doesn't do you any good, I don't think, to run the other direction. It doesn't do any, your, your people any good if you run the other direction. So you got to go towards them together. Mm-hmm. And then the other overwhelming theme of the book is the power of community and yeah. realizing that you can be a part of that solution. And there's, you know, for me in the beginning, it was all about me. I'm this 
you know, I'm this young kid who's going to ride his bike across the country, and then through the book, I think, the big character transformation is realizing that it's not about me. Yeah. That I can be empowered because I'm a, a small piece of this big community. Um, and realizing that, I think, is, you know, a big message of the book. And I think that's something that we can all have. We just need to find our community and make an effort to be a piece of the solution. Yeah, I would agree with you. And that did come through. And the one quote from the book that I absolutely loved and can relate to is, Kyle, that trike is going to change things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love and that. it has. I know. It, it was, really has. Yeah, that I love that scene and I'll never forget that. Um, you know, in in the parking lot at Scripps in San Diego. And um you know, I was trying to capture the moment in with my writer, I was you know, Ron says he nodded to my truck and he says that truck's gonna be a vehicle of change. Yeah. And the next line is that all the chaos dimmed and that's totally what it, it was like slow motion like almost a movie. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, there, there it is. That's yeah. the epiphany point right yes. there. So, yeah. And I loved well, that. And I and that's it. what yeah. sticks in my head because uh, that trike has changed things. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I always oh have a great gosh. time when you come and yeah. join me. No, I we appreciate have a lot of reading. laughs. Yeah, 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 for sure. A lot of laughs and some of And some tears. tears. I know I have that effect on you. <laughs> but seriously, it was very emotional. And I think people who read it are going to agree to that, you know. And I hope that people do go out and buy the book because it's really a great book. Where do you get book. it? Where do you get Yeah, where do you get it? Oh, yeah. you. So you can get the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any... Uh, it, you know what? Anywhere books are sold. Okay. Any of your local bookstores, if they don't have it, please ask the manager to what, to Rick? get it, to order it, and because it's available anywhere. All right, so. that's fabulous. Yeah. And I know at this conference you are doing book signing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What's the schedule for the next few weeks? Where are you going to be? Oh yeah. What's uh -huh. your schedule? Where are yeah. Because you? you've been doing a lot of book signings all over the place. Yeah. So you. I travel a lot for Farrah anyway, um, and you know, connecting with the community and doing different meetings, um, like NAF and like yesterday we we're in Boston. We had. Uh, meeting with a farm partner in Boston oh, okay. um, to kind of share the patient perspective with them and um, so I'm traveling all over and I, I'm trying to set up book signings wherever I go oh great so like the next two weeks starting yesterday I was in Boston and now I'm here in Vegas I'll be in Dallas for Ratataxia and then Oklahoma City, I'm doing a talk at a high school, and then a, gene a genetic um, at University of Oklahoma, oh, the okay. genetic department. You are so, busy. Yeah. You are busy for someone who has an energy deficiency. Yeah. Right? Well, it's you know, it's very energizing. I mean, I it's it's almost like exercise. You know, people are like. Doesn't exercise make you tired? It's like, no, it, it makes, it energizes me, right. you know? And I think that it's a very similar thing with the, all these connecting with other people. Like, right now, this is not making me tired. It's making <laughs> no, me really excited to, <laughs> yeah. to, you know, to keep working on this message and to help 
spread it to yeah. other people, you know, and so that's what I want to keep doing. Yeah, I thought so. it would be great to spread your message because it's Thank a very you. powerful message. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. All Thanks, right. everybody, for listening in to us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening in to the Did You Know podcast with your host, Dana Morrow. Please subscribe to this channel to hear all of the latest podcasts. We hope that this podcast has provided you with valuable information and inspires you to advocate for yourself and educate everyone in your circle. Remember, you are the expert and best spokesperson for your rare disease. Thank you.